0: When I heard about the shooting in Buffalo, New York, I was uh, taking a bath, shocked. It reminded me that, uh, you know, how how strange things are. That in a place as, well, diverse as Buffalo, that some kind of shooting like that could happen. If you listen to the interview that I'm gonna play here as part of this, it's a Buffalo pastor and city council president. Gary's Pritchett. The store was where he shot. It was two blocks from his home, a city of good neighbors uh, that was invaded by hate. That's the best way to describe it. Now, he doesn't talk about laws or guns or politics or rage or revenge. He talks about the lost people he knew in his community. Shootings are not uncommon in Buffalo. For a time in 2018, Buffalo had the highest murder rate in the state of New York, but people getting killed there were often not from there. It was rare, in fact, that people in shooting attacks were from Buffalo. Mostly these were gangs who had come to Buffalo and had a fight, probably and primarily over the drug trade that flowed over the border from Canada. There has been a time uh, or two. When I and my son hit the deck because of gangbangers that were going at it literally outside our windows. None of us were hit. None of them were hit in that one. And uh, this one, however, at TOTS on Jackson Avenue, was worse.
1: we're not going to t- uh, uh, say right now uh, the state police and the FBI are, are and the ATF are, are investigating uh, his residence, so we do not want to uh, state right now where he's from, but he's from uh, a, a county here in New York State that is hours away. Can
2: you, know information. Information. Wait, Hannah. Can you give us more information on why
3: you're
1: calling this a hate crime at this point? Uh, there, are, there are certain uh, pieces of evidence uh, that we have ascertained in the course of this investigation uh, that indicate some uh, racial animosity. I'm not going to specifically talk about or uh, uh, elaborate on what exactly they are right now, but uh, we have evidence in custody right now uh, that shows uh, that uh, there is some racial component to these alleged actions. Susan Rose. Susan. Susan. What was the
2: weapon?
1: Uh, it was an assault weapon.
2: Was he known to law enforcement?
1: No, and that at this time it does not appear. Can
2: you confirm if there was some sort of manifesto? I'm not going to confirm that. Down he here,
4: down penalty? here. What? Your question here. Will there be an open court for the arraignment?
1: Um, well, I mean, probably not, because it's going to happen like right now in closed city court. So,
4: um uh, no. The answer to question is no. Sorry. There's somebody in the back over there. Could he mean,
3: face federal charges or the death penalty?
4: All options are on the table as we go forward with the investigation. We will put every tool in our toolbox for to make sure justice is done for the individuals of this horrific crime in our community. Associated Press. Yep. Um, Is is part of the evidence? uh, Can you talk about the victims? Were the victims all black and the
2: shooter white? Yes. Can you? you
5: Commissioner, respond to that. So, out of the 13 victims, 11 are African American, two are white. So there were four store employees. Were those four store employees uh, fatally shot? We have um, the security guard, who was the uh, retired Buffalo police officer, was fatally shot. Three other store employees were uh, non-fatal wounds. Do
3: you have the ages or an age range?
5: Not right now. Was the suspect live streaming
1: the shoot? Yes.
3: Do you? Ha- where was that live stream? It
1: was on a social media platform.
3: John, when was the last time first-degree murder was brought forward to a suspect in your County. I
1: believe it's only been done once in my tenure. All uh, right. Kelly?
4: Do you think he was working alone, or could there be other dudes at, out like him?
1: At this point, it appears that he was alone.
2: Tim, social media posts out there, you know, and I can't comment on yeah. the of them, um, is there any reason law enforcement should have known who this individual is? Were, were the concerning posts that were brought to the attention of law enforcement anywhere? No. At, at,
1: at this time, we don't know that. <clears throat> Anyone else?
3: I, I want to ask, uh, we, we see this everywhere else. We never think that it's going to happen here. Uh, Congressman Higgins kind of mentioned this, but these people are our our neighbors. We see them at the grocery store shopping every day. I mean, that has to be going through each and every single one of your minds right now and when you heard about
1: this of course and and that's why we want to bring justice here we want to bring justice to every individual who lost their life to every family member who lost an individual today to every individual who was who was a victim of this crime not only to the family members but to the victims themselves i mean i i learned a long time ago um when i was trying homicide cases back in da's office 20 years ago that We, in the homicide field, when we're doing a homicide investigation, we speak for the dead. And when we speak for those who have lost their life, we are going to bring them justice, their families justice, and this community justice.
0: That shooting up in Buffalo at a grocery store hit also very close to home for me. One of my sons, my youngest, worked at a grocery store in Buffalo. Uh, He worked in the bakery section of one, and it was uh, in a different part of the city, not on the east side. In fact, it was uh, all the way up in Amherst, uh, which was just above where the city was. But we lived at the edge of uh, the hood, where we lived in Buffalo, on Buffalo's west side.
4: Can you give us more? Let me
6: respond to that, too. Many of us know this supermarket, this top supermarket on Jefferson Avenue very well. Many of us have been in and out of this supermarket. Our family members have been in and out of this supermarket. Some of us, um, many of us, know some of those who are victims of this horrific crime. So this is painful. This does hurt. It always hurts, um, and as the U.S. Attorney Trini Ross said, this should not happen in this community and any community anywhere in our country.
2: Mayor Brown, do you think this will exacerbate racial tensions in this community? Even though sure
6: from you know, as we've all said, this is the, the city of good neighbors. We are a loving community. Uh, we are prayerful that this will not exacerbate racial tensions We can't let an evil person divide this community and an evil person divide our country. Can I
4: address that, though? What I am hopeful for is that this incident will bring us together because, as stated, this could have been any one of us or any one of our loved ones. We shop on Saturday. We go to supermarkets. We take care of our families. We go to work. And if this should bring us together and not tear us apart, and that's what i'm hoping as we go through the process of justice in this case that we all band together to let the world know because i'm getting texts from friends in other countries about this incident today and we need to let the world know who buffalo who buffalo is who the people in buffalo are and what we're going to do for our community and other communities in this great nation to make sure this type of crime is stopped what are one, more, one, more, one more one more one more one more
0: So as you listen there to the uh, prayers from, uh, you know, uh, the Catholic pastor of the uh, fire, uh, Buffalo Fire, and of course, uh, the Catholic chaplain of Buffalo Fire. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot forgot his name, stuck my mind at the moment. And then, of course, we have uh, the uh, um, council president, um, uh, Pastor Padgett, who, who followed that up with another prayer of his own. We will continue now as uh, you know I was talking about what happened when we were living on the west side of Buffalo and, and what that was like um, because we live not in the fashionable part of the West side we were kind of over by Bill's store, kind of over by you know the end of Grant as it gets near Lawrence and its uh, it can be a little bit touchy there at night and and, 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 it, and it did was a place where there occasionally would be a shooting clip or two every now and then in that part of uh, that part of Buffalo.
2: As as long as I can
5: remember, yes.
1: Anyone else?
4: What are the age ranges of the people that have passed?
1: Yeah, we're not going to get that right now. Can
3: you just tell us a little bit more about the timeline of how he was taken into custody? How long between the time this attack started and the time that it ended was he taken into
4: custody, and did it take police to get there?
5: I don't have the exact answer on the time. We'll look into that, but it was a very fast response by our patrol officers who immediately... Went inside the uh, the supermarket. Did not hesitate. Went right inside.
4: Was the shooter speaking when he was live streaming? We, we, we can't comment on
5: that. All right, all right. We're going to conclude. Yep. Uh, we're going to conclude with prayer.
6: Father Paul. Father Paul Sile. And then Council President and Bishop Darius So
2: Everyone wants to join together here in, in prayer. At times like this, we go to our deeper spiritual selves. Whether we believe in God, whether we don't whether uh, we're christian or jewish or islamic or, or any other faith or not faith there is something that unites us all together as human beings as this terrible incident has torn at the heart of this community we pray to you loving god creator of us all to help us be ever more unified in the things that hold us together in common hear the prayers we offer for all of the people who have and all of their loved ones, those who have died, those who are injured, those who uh, are their family members awaiting word about them, for the store employees, for the firefighters, the police officers, the ambulance, the first responders. So deeply this touches our faith and our community and our beloved city of good neighbors that we know that we can only turn to you, oh loving God, and to one another. Help us to have firm hope That we will see our loved ones again help us to come to that great reunion in the heavenly kingdom keep us safe keep your children safe and help us always to work towards unity and never division jesus christ says in the gospel that is read at catholic services this weekend if you are my disciples you will keep my command my command is that you love one another as i have loved you love one another. May we all of us live those words of loving one another. Bishop Darius. Father, we come now for
7: for families of so many whose family members left the house to pick up bread, to buy eggs and butter, to just go to work, we pray for those families that they may be comforted by you even when evil has struck our city. We pray for every person in this community who witnessed it, every child who may have seen it, every mother who will not see their child back. Pray for guidance. Pray for peace. Pray for unity. But most of all, God, we pray that justice be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: And uh, this was in the area of, uh, of Grant. And uh, anybody who's from Buffalo and knows Grant and West Ferry knows that it can be just as violent and uh, challenging as... Uh, the east side can be at any time, as are many parts of that city. Buffalo went through hard times during the era of the Great Recession and uh, the Near Depression-level economic collapse that it suffered. There were times in the east side of Buffalo when a person could buy a house for a $100.
6: As we begin this new week, our community continues to grieve and heal. Uh, We are a strong community. We are rallying around one another and we will continue to move forward as a strong city of Buffalo, county of area, and western New York region. Uh, Late today, we have been made aware of many social media posts going around with possible threats. I want to be clear. Buffalo police and our partnering law enforcement agencies standing here are investigating these social media posts and will prosecute if necessary and I want to emphasize arrests have already been made and you'll be here hearing more about those. I'm now going to turn things over to
5: Buffalo Police Commissioner Joseph Cromaglia. Thank you Mayor. So, as I said before, this is a a very long investigation. It's going to continue to be a very lengthy investigation. The scene is still being processed. Search warrants have been obtained and executed, and they will still be obtained. There's a lot of uh, digital footprint, uh, electronics that we'll have to go through. So that process is ongoing. Um, Information has also come as a result of some of this investigation that the individual was here a few months ago back in early March, Um, so as I said, Uh, There's a lot of material to go through, so that uh, we have confirmed now that it appears that individual was here uh, back a couple of months ago in early March. So at this point, like I said, it's going to be a lengthy investigation. Things will change, information will change as we uh, become aware of that. Uh, That's about all I have on the investigation at this point. Okay, Thank you.
6: We'll now hear from uh, U.S. Attorney for the Western District, Trini Ross.
4: The federal investigation is continuing. We're working again jointly with our state and local law enforcement partners regarding the threats that have been going around on the internet. We have a point of contact person in my office to deal specifically with those threats as we have several prosecutors dealing with the investigation of the crime that took place on Saturday. So the US Attorney's Office is actively engaged in this investigation. We will continue to be and um, We'll continue to work with our law enforcement partners and district attorney's office DA Flynn as necessary.
6: Uh, we'll now hear from Berry County District Attorney John
1: Flynn. So I, I want to touch on a couple of topics right here this afternoon. Uh, and I'll piggyback mm-hmm. on what the mayor said at the end here. Uh, first of all, those of you who are local reporters know my M.O. and and how I proceed with talking about investigations and matters uh, during the course of the legal process. Some of you from out of town, um, let me explain how I work. Uh, Once an arraignment has happened, I pretty much shut down uh, because the legal proceeding has started and I just do not talk during the course of the legal proceeding. In this matter right here, obviously this is a very high profile case, there's a lot of information out there, Um, I made an exception for today. So this today, Monday, being the first business day since Saturday, um, I've done a number of interviews today, I will continue to do some more interviews tonight. I'm here standing right now in front of you, Um, but after today is over, I am done. Uh, And after today is over, the next proceeding that will take place will be the felony hearing. And once the felony hearing is over on Thursday, the matter is gonna go, for lack of a better phrase, into grand jury posture. So once it goes into grand jury posture, the envelope of secrecy now is going to cover everything, and we're pretty much going to shut down all investigative, all prosecution information. Uh, so that's kind of the game plan going forward. I can tell you right now um, that there has been a new development with regard to the prosecution. The as, as all of you know, on Saturday night at the arraignment, the defense attorney made a request for an, a, a forensic examination. That request was to the judge that two medical doctors look at my client and evaluate him to determine whether or not we can proceed. Less than 24 hours later, the defense attorney withdrew that request. So that forensic examination has now been withdrawn. Uh, I um, don't see the need to ask for it myself, so I'm not going to ask for it. Um, The judge has the ability, su sponte, on his own, for those of you who didn't take Latin, um, on his own to uh, order the investigation, uh, a forensic. He did not feel the need to do that, so the mental health forensic part of this has now become a moot point and is now off the table. So we are proceeding now to Thursday's felony hearing. Uh, one or two things is gonna happen at that felony hearing. The defendant is either gonna waive that felony hearing or the felony hearing is gonna happen on Thursday and then we'll go forward. So again, just kind of a, I'm just trying to you know let everyone know in advance Once that felony hearing happens on uh, uh, on Thursday, the quote-unquote grand jury investigation is going to begin, and I will not be able to talk more about anything having to do uh, with this investigation until uh, there has been an indictment on this matter. Uh, Again, for those of you out of town, my M.O. is after an indictment, there will be an arraignment on the indictment, and I will do a press conference on the arraignment, on the indictment. But then...
6: This mass shooting event in Buffalo uh, has brought together uh, many elected officials at every level of government, uh, elected representatives working uh, to make sure the people of this community are taken care of in the aftermath of this horrible violence. Uh, We're joined by Council President Darius Pridgin. We're going to hear from
7: the Council President. Thank you, Mayor. And um, Buffalo is known as the City of Good Neighbors, and that's why it took somebody to come from outside of Buffalo, to come into the City of Good Neighbors. It wasn't somebody from inside. But what happened, and if you walk these streets right now, people have arrived from not just Western New York, but from across the country. People have come into our churches, people have offered help, and people have stood up. And I wanna be clear, it's not enough to send money if we don't stand up against racism. We don't stand up against those who feel that white supremacy as a system is okay. And so I've been encouraging people who have called me all day long to say, what can I do? Tell the truth. Tell the truth that this is not the only racist, and not the only white supremacist believer in our country. And have the uncomfortable conversations at home. Have the uncomfortable conversations on your job. Lose some friends who disagree with you. And when you say to someone, especially someone who has been through this tragedy, I'm I'm checking on you. If you just say I'm checking on you, it's not enough. After saying I'm checking on you, you might want to stand up and say, and what happened in Buffalo, New York was horrible and horrific and should not be tolerated in any country, in any community. Our community is stronger. I'm joined by Common Council members who are here we're stronger, and we're going to get stronger. We may, we may not be the same, but we're going to be okay. Finally, and thank you, Mayor. My, I'm most concerned, and thank you, County Executive, for the counselors. I had to send two teenagers to school today. My wife said no. I said yes. I won. About 11 o'clock, I lost, because I called her and said, you can go get them from school. And when she picked up my youngest, He'd already had a horrible day. Our community needs to take advantage of those mental health counselors, and not only our community, but communities who are affected and hurting across this country to make sure we take care of us. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you for your leadership and to all of our first responders. I know it's been tough but you've done. Thank you, sir.
6: I want to thank Council President Fridgen for those powerful comments Many of us have been taking the time to speak to young people in this community, and young people are really hurting. Uh, I talked to one woman today, and she said her son was messed up, messed up. This has really affected young people in this community. Some who were there to witness this tragedy, and others who have family members who have been involved with this tragedy, but just young people in general who feel the pain of this attack and feel the sting of racism. Let's talk to our young people. The conversations with our young people have to be had because they're hurting.
0: In that neighborhood, it was part of its revival. When T.O.P.S. opened there, it was a a huge risk, crime and uh, gang violence, robberies did happen at that sort of every now and then, but it was mostly, you know, something of a rare investment in a part of the city that was badly in need of it at the time. You know, as I said, after the Great Recession and all the abandoned homes, over the time, of Buffalo had some 40,000 abandoned homes about nine years ago, ten years ago, when uh, things took away all the factories and packed up and moved away to China, most of that. And outsourcing, well, it took away the rest of it. Buffalo's core businesses among with it were call centers. And someone from the Philippines moving to Buffalo a few years after the call centers largely moved to the Philippines, it wasn't exactly easy to go into places and you know, find economic activity. You weren't exactly the most popular person in town with many people as well. Buffalo lost two thirds of its population during that great recession. Way only recently recovered. That store and the small pocket of hope that it created on the east side was an example that even in the most desperate places, there was still something good going on. Yeah, it's only a grocery store, but uh, it meant part of Buffalo, it meant a lot, it meant more.
7: Well, it's also my neighborhood. I live a couple blocks away. I shop at this Tops. I had just left the house, didn't know what the presence was until I got the call from our commissioner and our mayor. Um, turned right around to get back here um, right at this as my son was getting ready to do his first play um, and I left to be here with this community um, because I was in shock you know I don't think i felt this type of shock since City Grill um, which was a lot different uh, than this but one of shock and just knowing I needed to be back here uh, in my community
3: um, the fact that someone drove from Broome County to to the city of Buffalo, specifically to Buffalo's east side. Do you think that says something?
7: Oh yeah, and I'm glad that the governor did not mince words and just went right to it. This is a hate crime. This is a hate crime, and I'm glad to hear the DA saying it, um, and that the country is paying attention to this because this was one individual. You best believe there are others out there just like this, and so it cannot be taken lightly or as if it is a one-time occurrence because what we're seeing right now now across social media is other people supporting this person uh, who committed these crimes as if he should be getting a trophy instead of getting life in prison.
3: Another thing that you and I were just talking about is the fact that this, this area is a food desert. There are not many places to get fresh groceries around here. Uh, This tops is one of the few places that people can go on a Saturday afternoon and grocery shop. Um, So the fact that so many people were probably out here when this happened, I feel like that makes it even much that much more tragic.
7: Yeah, this is a gathering spot. It's more than a grocery store. It's a gathering spot. It's a community space It's where neighbors see each other and wave and talk. Um, and so, you know, you have people who just sit out in the parking lot here. Um, so for it to happen here, you know, and our fear is, you know, what we don't want is for the only grocery store in this area. There is no other grocery store. You know, when this uh, people had to fight uh, to get this grocery store here and when time, decided to put it here. We knew that they were taking a business risk, um, but they did, and they worked uh, to improve the store. We're afraid of losing the store because of this tragedy. Because at the end of the day, where do we where do we go? Um, he, this person, targeted this area.
3: Can you believe that something like this happened here in Buffalo? I, I feel like. Um and I'm speaking for myself here, you go to a store and you hear it on the news and other places, so you kind of have it in the back of your head whenever you go grocery shopping, but you don't really think that it could happen in your own hometown. How are you feeling the fact that it actually happened here?
7: Well, you know, Buffalo is, you know, we use the word city of good neighbors, and by and large, this neighborhood is a city of good neighbors. So I don't think anybody foresaw um, this happening in this area. I think if we did, I think if law enforcement did, um, that there would have been more done, I hope. I really hope. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of people on social media spewing negativity and hate. Um, And so I think that, you know, people in this community never expected it. So they weren't prepared for it. Um, None of us were prepared uh, that somebody would drive that far uh, to come and to seemingly, and I, I believe it with all of my heart, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm telling you how I feel now. I believe this person came to this community to kill black people. He could have went to any community. He could have went to the community where he lives if it was just about killing someone. I believe it was a hate crime, racially motivated.
0: And that's all for me for now. I'm like in New York. I'm praying that our good neighbors that we had up in Buffalo, when we lived there, will be able to remain good neighbors. To understand that hate invaded buffalo that it wasn't a buffalonian who came in with a gun and people in buffalo have guns a lot of people in buffalo hunt in the hunting season and that's how they put meat and food on the table but of course this was different that a kid basically from a wrong place grew County. Drive 200 miles, go to Buffalo, pick out a grocery store, and just start shooting people just based on hate and the color of their skin and because he didn't like immigrants. When in fact, the people he was shooting were not immigrants at all. There were people just like him. Americans just like him. Living their lives just like did. They- And that is the sad reality, that is the sad part that everybody faces when hate is given a chance to take hold. We have to heal that hate, not just in Buffalo, but all over New York State, all over these United States. There is enough political outrage being milked from these types of situations. I didn't see any flags or banners from any group out there but I'm sure by tomorrow night or Monday, there'll be plenty. Let's hope the buffalo remains good among its neighbors. Let's hope the flames and passion and anger and hatred will be quelled as they see the charges have been brought against the shooter. Enough is enough. The shooting was way, way, way too and you know, shooter in question. He's facing justice now. I don't even know if he knows what he did. Yeah, okay. You can bring that video on for us. As you listen to some of the uh, police calls,
5: hey, to gun from 301 Franklin for a gun
0: From different parts of Buffalo. You can hear the first initial responses that police took and got. I'm Mike of New York. You have a pleasant- 453 square clear, 301
5: Franklin. gun. Got 20 people, large, white right on the patio, trying to get barbecue. Take one male with a gun, female you know, hysterical, won't answer questions. I got some cars back on the can show to the gun,
2: we'll go back
0: to the ventilator. 431 and 32 will go finish the score here.